everyone. Welcome to Ghostly Residents of Old Cape Cod. This is our podcast. And today we're going to talk about another witch. Um, and this story was taken from Mark Jasper's book called The Haunted Cape Cod, Haunted Cape Cod and the Islands, which was published in 2002. And it's been my resource for quite a few of my podcasts. Mark titles this one, the Barnstable Witch Project. And it goes, it, quote, <clears throat> It is said the spirit of Liza Tower Hill, a reported, a reputed witch, still haunts the 17th century house known as the Allen House on the Old King's Highway. For those of you who do not know where this is on the Cape, it is Route 6A, and it is the original stagecoach road from Provincetown to Boston. I'm going to take off my ear, my headset. <clears throat> okay, Liza Tower Hill was born Elizabeth Lewis in the early 18th century. She was later nicknamed Liza Tower Hill after the section of London where her husband's family originated. Her father was Benjamin Lewis, a farmer, who built his house and raised his family in a secluded area near Crooked Pond in Barnstable. I did find the pond. It's small. Liza was a bright but mischievous child who was said to have never been afraid of the dark and who played in the forest without fear. She worked hard in the fields and seemed to know how to cure sick livestock. It was said that her laugh sounded like a bird and that no harm ever came to her. When Liza was 17 years of age, she married a man named William Blatchford. That's B. L-A-T-C-H-F-O-R-D. The Blatchfords, William and Liza, lived in a house in a remote part of the town on the border of Halfway Pond, which is a mile west of the house in which she was born. She gave birth to eight children in her new house, during which time she also became rather isolated from the rest of colonial Cape Cod. The townspeople of Barnstable and Sandwich claimed she somehow developed ties to the evil one. And we both know that that's the devil. So note number one, if you had eight children running around the house, you would not have time to be a witch. Most of your day, if not all of it, would be spent taking care of this brood. Note number two. Remember, there was no radio or TV. All that was available was church for weekly gatherings and socialization, the Bible, and perhaps a few books for the most part. Now comes the witchy part of our story. Some say that they saw her, Liza Towerhill, dancing on the surface of Halfway Pond with white flames surrounding her feet. Now, the pond was supposedly 
luminous. I have no idea what that means, but we'll just leave it there. It was believed that anyone walking on the Indian Trail in the woods from Hyannis to Barnstable Harbor was exposed to Liza's spells. One woman claimed that while she was riding along the trail, Liza cast a spell on her horse. The horse refused to obey and kept circling halfway pond for long periods of time. Now, another traveler, a man named Mr. Wood of West Barnstable, accused Liza of turning him into a horse and putting a bridle and saddle on him. He claimed she rode him many times to a pond known as Plum Pudding Pond in Plymouth. It's <laughs> a little alliteration. Apparently, witches gathered there at certain times of the moon phases at night. Perhaps this is wishful thinking on Mr. Wood's part, or perhaps he had visited the local pub and had imbibed freely. <laughs> Do you have goosebumps yet? Goosebumps yet? Mine are swarming. Okay, lead on, Mark. Here we go. An East Sandwich resident named Benjamin Goodspeed claimed that Liza forced him to act as her horse at night as well. He said he became so exhausted that he fled, boarding a ship that was heading out to sea. As he sailed further and further away from the haunted forest, the head of a black cat suddenly appeared in the water. Now, it's <laughs> really hard, far-fetched. Are we supposed to believe that? Cats hate the water. If you have ever tried to give a cat a bath, you will know that rather quickly. Okay, <clears throat> it, the black cat, followed behind the vessel the entire day and at nightfall boarded the ship taking the shape of Liza Tower Hill. She then, again, turned him into a horse and rode the poor man until dawn, whereupon she turned back into a black cat to swim after the ship once again. I have to tell you this. This is becoming stressful. Okay, we're going to continue. Uh, a shipmate told Goodspeed to shoot the swimming cat with a double-barrel shotgun using pages from the Bible for wads. Now, wads, this is a little parenthesis, wads are soft plugs used to hold the powder and the shot in place in the gun. Benjamin waited until night, and, and as soon as the cat began to climb aboard again, he fired, hitting it in the head. The cat fell back into the water to slowly sink below. Liza Tower Hill was dead, or so the legends say. But according to town records in another version of the story, Liza died peacefully at the age of 90. Let's take a break here, and I'll tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> Boy, I really need a cup of tea at this point. All this turning into a swimming black cat and turning men into horses is giving me the creeps. I'm torn between disbelief and whatever. 
I do write sci-fi and fantasy, but this is way beyond my realm. Okay, so stay tuned. As I said, we're going to take a break here. We'll be right back. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Hi, everyone. We're back. Um, I'm going to continue with the story. Um, This is the ghostly part. This is the good part. Now, back to Mark's story again. Quote, to this day, it is said that the Allen House, A-L-L-Y-N House, is haunted by the spirit of Liza. The house lays claim to being the eighth oldest house on Cape Cod, built in the late 1600s and for many years occupied by one of the Cape's most well-to-do families, the Allens. Note, and I'll put this link at the end of the part, uh, on the blog too. This house can be seen sitting on Route 6A. An article in the Cape Cod Times gives a royal tour and a description of the actual home. And here's the link. And as I said before, I'll put that link up. Um, it'll be on the blog so that you can uh, access it immediately. Now, back to Mark's story. Present owners Jack and Lori Garner, who bought the property in 1995, invited me into this historic home one night for a private tour. All rooms in the original part of the house surround a central chimney. The honey-colored, wide pine floors gently tilt and softly creak, revealing their age. In the keeping room, where colonial families spent most of their time in the winter, um, there is a massive hearth and beehive oven, and obviously that was their source of heat and warmth. Today, the keeping room serves serves as the Ghana's dining room. Now, just off the kitchen, there is a small bathroom. This tiny room, warmed by the house, was formerly used as the Borning Room, B-O-R-N-I-N-G, Room. And as the name indicates, it was the room where babies were often delivered. The sick and the dying were also comforted there. Despite various uh, alterations, not operation, (laughs) this charming salt box, which is the style of the house, looks very much as it did back when the Allens owned the house. At one point, the Allen family hired one of Liza's daughters, Lydia, as a servant. Unfortunately for the Allens, they did not treat her very well. When Liza heard about the mistreatment, she, it said, she cast a spell on the house. Suddenly, a strange cat appeared. Oh, God, not the same one that was swimming. And eerie happenings began to transpire. Mysterious lights were seen throughout the house. Footsteps and strange knocking noises were heard. Furniture was found broken. Dishes were smashed and fresh milk soured. Some family members heard skirts swishing by and reported feeling 
quote, a terrible dark presence, unquote. Throughout the years, the hauntings have persisted, although some former owners have not reported any ghostly activity. The present owners have a tale to tell, however. A man who once lived across the street told, told Lori Gardner, that's one of the, the lady owner, that he witnessed the door leading to the staircase in the keeping room open and closed by itself. When Laura, Lori's granddaughter, came for a visit one time, she saw that same door leading from the kitchen to the keeping room open and closed by itself. Mysterious voices have also been known to echo throughout the house. Lori claims she has heard the voice of a person speaking or sometimes it will sound as if several pieces are having a con- people sorry are having a conversation just recently she heard the voice of a woman clearly say the word wait one time while jack garner that's the hubby was in the barn outside beside the house he began to hear the voices of children giggling and conversing when he dashed outside, not a child was to be found. Jack has also heard strange noises at night, such as loud banging coming from outside. Although both the Ghanas seem to just take these encounters in stride and sometimes even talk to the spirits, offering friendly hellos or saying, let's be friends. Now, it should be noted that historical records indicate that Liza Tower Hill was a member in full communion of the East Church in Barnstable. And upon her death in 1790, she was honored by her pastor as an exemplary and pious worshiper. Her ashes are buried in the East Church graveyard. Now, I'm going to include a, a photo here that I got from the um, Barnstable Patriot collection, photo collection. So, Beth, there'll be a quote there under the photo. Here you have the story or legend of 2730 Main Street Barnstable, the Allen House, and their legendary ghost, Liza Tower Hill. If you believe all of these legends and folklore. Our Cape Cod history is pretty rich with ghosts and witches. I have included a picture of the Allen House from my archives. At least that one's real. Now, um, eventually, oh, give me time, I will post a bibliography on the website when I have a few moments. I just sent for a few more books on shipwrecks, and I'm awaiting one on local folklore. Many of these books are written in the early 20th century, which is the early 1900s. Boy, I get those so confused. Um, There is a second story about Liza Tower Hill, which I will keep until December, as it encompasses Christmas celebrations during the early 16 to 1700s. Now, Spotify has left a poll at the end of this podcast they're the ones that um, 
I guess you'd say host our podcast. Feel free to answer it if you have time. We would love to hear from you with some comments about our podcast. We have a free email address, ghostly.residence at gmail.com. And I thank you so much for choosing our podcast. (laughs) Until next time, stay tuned. This podcast and all of our podcasts are created and produced on Spotify now, the easiest way to make a podcast. The podcast is hosted by capecodwriters.net and can be found on their website, www.capecodwriters.net. We can be reached directly on our new email address, ghostly.residence at gmail.com. You may also find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and now on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for haunting with us.